Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Hello and welcome to the Abroad in Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host Chris Broad and we're joined by Sharla in Hi. Japan. Thanks for having me. Where's Pete Dawson? What have you done with him? <laughs> Where's he gone? He He's in the cupboard. I can hear him. <laughs> no, I don't know. Uh, Pete's had a busy day, so we've called in reinforcements. It's been a <laughs> while as well. I, I, he's yeah. in a cupboard somewhere, somewhere in Essex. Um, it's been a while since we've had you on the show. Yeah. How you doing? Good. Yeah. What's going on with you? I'm in Elmory. Well, on a road trip. Very nice. <laughs> With you. That sounds good to me. Yeah, to be fair, I, I, I've abandoned Pete Donaldson this week. I, I'm doing a road trip with Charla. So I thought it'd be cool to interview Charla, have a chat with her, and also just, you know, take a break from Pete Dawson. <laughs> oh, even though, <laughs> poor, Pete. poor old Pete, we've uh, he just come back from one holiday from the US, and I think he's going next week again. To the US? Yeah. Jeez. Oh, Why? He should he be coming. He loves it that much. He loves it that much. And of course, I'm going in December. That's yeah. now. I, it's awkward because it's announced this week that uh, Ludwig, the uh, one of the biggest streamers in the world, he has doing a chess boxing tournament in Los Angeles in December. Now, I've kind of talked about it on and off on the podcast in kind of awkward ways because mm. it wasn't formally announced. But now it's announced, I can actually say that on the, I think it's 10th or 11th, I should probably check that out. Do you remember <laughs> what day it is? Uh, no. <laughs> Excellent. I think it's December 10th slash 11th. I'll be in Los Angeles boxing and doing chess, a chess boxing tournament. <laughs> Why have you agreed to this well as you know i had that really bad health report back in june yeah and you know i I wasn't really happy with myself the first half this year i did put on a lot of weight i felt very unhealthy and i just i just want to turn it around really so i set this ridiculous goal at the end of this year being the fittest that i've ever been right and when you set a target like that, the only way to make it happen is to really sort of throw yourself in the deep end and actually set some sort of challenges yeah, along the way. to work towards. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So we had the cycle with Connor, the Spartan race, and then Ludwig uh, messaged me out of the blue and said, look, Chris, I see you're trying to get fit. I'm doing this chess boxing tournament. Do you want to take part? And at first I was like, no, no, I don't <laughs> want to take part. I'm I'm genuinely surprised you agreed to it. Well, I think it was Connor because he was like, oh, 
Ludwig said to me <laughs> something along the lines of, Connor said, you'll never do it. And I just picture Connor being like, oh, you'll never do it. Bro. I'll, I'll show that Connor guy. So that's the real reason. Basically just to, to, to show Connor. But no, I want to do it for myself. And uh, I thought it through. I'm kind of somewhere between, I'm, I'm probably an intermediate player of chess and I really need to up my game. I have been playing a lot. Yeah, recently. I think you're pretty good. I I'm okay. You once. Yeah, but you're you not. Beat me. Yeah, but you're like a beginner. That's not fair. <laughs> you seemed good. <laughs> I think the cat Mare could do a better job of knocking over the chess pieces than you. But uh, so I've got to get my act together on the chess front. I've been trying to play every day for about an hour, but I've got to really ramp that up. And um, but of course, boxing uh, is the main thing that I'm kind of worried about because if that goes wrong <laughs> it could be goodbye abroad in Japan goodbye Chris's yeah. nose and I just have you ever done any sports? I did fencing oh when I was younger that's unexpected oh yeah I did <laughs> were fencing. you good at it? I was okay it wasn't that good <laughs> that's a no in the UK and like fencing is seen as this like uh, sort of middle class middle upper class rich kids thing right yeah. so when I say I did fencing people are like oh you must be uh, very wealthy <laughs> I did it on like a council estate uh, in like a, a government <laughs> subsidised fencing in a council estate in the UK that had the highest rates of teenage pregnancy in all of Western <laughs> Europe so that kind of crushes that assumption straight out of the blue but I was alright at fencing but actually with fencing right your foot movements you have to mm. you, you put your sort of right leg behind your left leg in a sort of awkward way and hmm. to, to be able to lunge forward. And I've actually found that to be a problem with boxing. I've kind of taken that stance with boxing. Uh. So I was I was training with uh, with Nick uh, Nicholas Pettis. <laughs> He's like, why are you standing legend. like this? Yeah, and he was like, what are you doing? dude, what are you doing? Why are uh. your legs screwed? And we realised it was because of fencing. Oh wow! Even after fifteen years, huh. I still remember it enough. And uh, yeah, so I've got to sort of un kind of mm. untry, how do I say it? I've got to kind of just forget about that yeah, and move on right yeah. but uh, yeah I'm so I have started training um, my main thing with boxing is just I need to get my fitness up because right. I've been sparring a little bit and it just knocks you the hell out uh, not literally hopefully but like it really takes it out of you boxing You've it's got gonna to be, be like two minutes boxing two minutes chess, chess right? yes that's right so I mean chess boxing in itself is a very unusual thing yeah and i need to work out the tactics behind it but it's basically speed chess mm. so you've got to play really fast you're on a timer hmm. every time you move you hit a timer right and it can and it adds like 10 seconds to the clock i believe oh. um, so the idea is that the, the first person to get knocked out of chess or to run out of time loses uh, and the whole tournament is over or the huh. first person to get knocked out or lose at boxing huh. so it's one of those awkward things where if i do really well at chess but bad at boxing yeah. i lose if yeah. i do really well at boxing but bad at chess i lose so <laughs> i've got to be good at both in two months how do i do it three months three, three months you got three months i think yeah easy <laughs> easy but uh yeah i'm up for the challenge and, and and with these things the frame of mind is i'm obviously i want to win but i'm going in i'm going to do my best mm. it's not about necessarily winning mm. even if i lose i will come out of it fitter stronger hopefully a bit smarter and certainly better at chess and boxing and that's <laughs> well, something that's yeah, kind of cool exactly. right yeah and if it goes well maybe i'll do something I'll, I'll you know do a bit more boxing next year we'll see but yeah you did a lot better at the spartan race than you were expecting i think i think i've surprised a lot of people most yeah. of all myself with the cycle somehow doing it and uh, yeah. and doing the 700 kilometers and also the spartan race two weeks ago um and i've got a few other challenges lined up coming in the next few weeks which i'll talk about on the podcast but uh, later later on the month but um, 
Yeah, there's a long road ahead. And then I'll be in LA for the first time. <laughs> You've never been to LA, right? No, never. I can, I'm, I, I, I'm in two minds about LA. Like On the one hand, I have a lot of friends there. I love yeah, movies and it's, too. you know, the yeah. movie capital. But on the other hand, it looks a bit rough around the edges and a bit, <laughs> yeah. So We're only there for a few days. I just want to try In-N-Out Burger. Right. <laughs> In-N-Out Burger. <laughs> I want to try it. Uh, anyway, story of the week, guys. What have we got this week? So we have a story here and whoever wrote it didn't leave their name. Oh. So that's mis- mysterious. Uh, and it begins. Have you guys ever had a Japanese person literally run in fear from you? I live in Okinawa and my mum came to visit to help us with our second child recently. As I was out running errands, she decided it would be a good idea to take my two-year-old out for a stroll at night in a foreign country in a complicated neighbourhood. Now, Japan is safe, so I'm not too worried, but people do drive pretty crazily in Okinawa. So I was a little concerned. Uh, we didn't know where she could be because she didn't tell my wife upstairs that she was leaving. Oh dear, your, your mum is a daring woman indeed. She took the child and ran. She's a bit worried. Uh, we found her phone in the living room. She left it behind. That was concerning. Uh, I'm not sure how long they'd been gone either. I know she didn't see, she can't see well at night either. So it was all a bit worrying at the time. My dad and I hopped in the van and went looking. First, we checked all the stores nearby. No luck. We branched out and checked all the major roads. Still no luck. My wife started to freak out. She wants to call the cops, but I'm not at that point yet, so we keep on searching. I start asking people on the street if they've seen an old white lady with a toddler. We we came across this 20-something-year-old girl taking pictures of one of the mouldy buildings by the side of the street. One of the mouldy buildings. (laughs) My biggest question about this story is that. Well, I know Okinawa, there's some decrepit buildings, but okay. Uh, I cruise up uh, nice and slow so as not to alarm her. I rolled down my window and I said I had a question. She looked at me with a, oh no, it's actually happening kind of way. And then she started stepping away. I go, Chodomate, please wait. And she turns and sprints down the street. <laughs> I've never had anyone flee from me ever in my life. I realised it kind of hurts. My dad was laughing all the while. Anyway, we did call the cops in the end and found my mum and daughter at a 7 <laughs> Eleven. What a story. What happened? Did you have a go at your mum? Like, <laughs> what was going on there? And why did the woman run away? What do you think? Well, that's happened to me once, once. When did it happen to you? Uh, a very long time ago. It was my second time visiting Japan. And I was staying with my friend who was a high school girl at the time. And it was her grandpa that was scared of me. Uh. Um, she introduced me to her grandpa and he ran and hid <laughs> in a corner of the garden outside and he started crying and i was like what the hell's going on i i feel the same way when i hang out with you to be honest Thanks. i run to the corner Thanks. of the garden i cry uh that's her family was really awkward about it. they felt really bad and they were apologizing and they said that i was the first foreign person he'd ever seen in his oh, life we were Jesus. in kanagawa so, so she didn't what? no sorry no sorry what? Kanagawa was like Tokyo. Aichi, Aichi, Aichi. 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 Uh, okay, that's not Tokyo. Yeah, so a, li- <laughs> a little, yeah, a little on the Inaka country Well, Aichi, side yeah, Aichi's sort of Nagoya, right? But not Nagoya. It was You're like talking a, like rural Nagoya. Yeah, okay. it was like rural Aichi. Um, so yeah, it was the first foreign person he had ever seen. Ah. And he was terrified, like genuinely. Um, but I stayed with her for a week and he avoided me for the first half. Um, but then he started to warm up to me. And by the end of it, he really liked me. Yeah. And when I left, I think he cried because he was sad I was leaving. Oh. So it turned it, out all right in the end. He had a full-blown narrative arc. 
I sound like, like a, a, a romantic, happy, feel-good film, doesn't it? Yeah. The foreign girl that scared the it old man. Wild. I and don't know then... what to think. <laughs> God. Has that ever happened to you? Uh, no. No. It's not common. No. <laughs> it's definitely not common. I mean, yeah, I've had, I've had, I mean, I think I've probably had a few people back away awkwardly mm. and not want to, and I think I, I was but lost. But not run away Well, I think fear. I was lost once in Yamagata somewhere and I, I asked, I, was, I asked a woman like, see Masa, um, like I, I was, I kind of just like was trying to ask her to stop so I could ask her a question. Right. And she went, no, no, see Masa, see Masa, and she sort of just kept bowing and backing <laughs> away. So that's kind of similar to this story. She oh. didn't physically run away like I was a madman, uh, but she kind of had that sort of shy awkwardness and you could tell she just didn't know what to do. Like, I'm kind of surprised that happened in Okinawa though because Okinawa is full of foreigners, right? Yeah, you think Okinawa of all places, yeah, that would be it's really weird. an issue. Um, I did have some students like that as well. Students that mm. would like just feel really uncomfortable around mm. me and just not look at me or, <laughs> or I'd be like, oh, how's the... You know, when they're doing work in the classroom, I'd wander yeah. around, right? And I'd be like, oh, how's your work going? And they just wouldn't look at me or like acknowledge <laughs> that I was there. And that really pissed me off. Uh, I found that really annoying. But Jeez. You know, Japan is a land of introverts. It's like the most introvert culture mm. in the world, I think, personally. Uh, that I've experienced anyways, yeah. I, I, I can't think of any other cultures that are this sort of extreme yeah. in the sense that they want... You know, people want to keep the harmony they want to keep it out of other people's way as I've mm. said before you can walk around Tokyo for a fucking week and nobody will say anything to you it's not that they're you know they don't want to talk to foreigners necessarily it's just that people keep to themselves they don't like unpredictability they yeah, don't want yeah. the sort of spontaneity of, of speaking to someone um, go to Osaka and you'll speak to someone straight away mm. on the first day but certain cities in, in Japan Tokyo and Tohoku where we are now people are a lot more sort of shy mm, and, for uh, sure yeah, yeah. I, I, but, so I'm not surprised that happened um, but we've got a story this week uh, and it's <laughs> I don't know if it ties into anything we just said it probably does uh, but as you know, uh, there's some. I mean, I don't even know how to get into this. I'll just read out the title: Japan's raincoat man arrested for stealing 360 women's raincoats, uh, which he described to be as thrilling as stealing lingerie. Uh, what do you make of this, Charlotte? It's uh, a lot to unpack here. Well, stealing lingerie is very common in Japan. Yes, it happened to uh, a few of my colleagues in Yamagata. Yeah, well, I think it's yeah. happened to every girl that I know yeah. here. Um, it's something that you don't think about in Canada, and I don't know if that's just because we don't really hang our laundry outside that often, or if we did, I don't know if people would steal it. But here in Japan, we hang our laundry out on our balconies to dry most of the time. And uh, if you hang out your bras mm. and underwear, it's well known that they will most likely get stolen by somebody. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's you know, we've talked about this before, uh, issues on trains, right? Yeah. People taking dodgy photos, yeah. sometimes getting a bit physical. Um, how would, like, sexual harassment in Japan, Does is it more sort of, going back to what I was saying about being introverted, do you find it sort of more underhanded than sexual harassment? Back home. What do you mean by well, underhanded? Like, like people being sneaky about it, taking oh, yeah. sneaky oh, photos, 100%, 100%. and be, and stealing things, and sort of. Whereas in the UK, 
sexual harassment in, in my mind aggressive yeah is people sort of actually shouting at for girls sure. wolf whistling yeah, that sort for of sure, thing for right. sure. yeah. I don't know which is worse they're both pretty fucked up as far as I'm concerned <laughs> I don't think I can choose yeah it's, it's top chunks of sexual <laughs> harassment twats everywhere but uh, in this case this is just ridiculous uh, basically a man was arrest, arrested in Japan for stealing 360 women's raincoats right uh, his name is Yoshio Yoda. I don't think I've ever heard of anyone called Yoda, Yoda no. in Japan. <laughs> it's it's pronounced like Yoda, right? Yoda. So it's not Yoda. Yeah. He's a 51-year-old newspaper delivery man from Osaka, uh, and he likes to follow women on bicycles. And when they leave their bikes behind, he would go into the basket and steal their raincoats. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is just... Oh, God. Uh, so he'd follow them. He'd, he'd follow women he saw riding bicycles or look for bicycles in parking lots with attached additional child seats or frames with traditionally feminine colours <laughs> under the logic that the riders were more likely to be women. He'd then check to see if the owner had left a raincoat in the basket and if they had, he would take it and swipe it. Uh, in his own words... I got as excited seeing women in raincoats as I did seeing women in lingerie. While this might at first seem to be connected uh, to the dubious folk wisdom in Japan that the colour of a woman's umbrella matches the colour of her underwear, Yoda explained. Actually, Yoda. Yoda. I keep picturing Yoda. Fucking... Uh, Yoda explained that it's the clinginess of the wet copper that piques his peculiar interest. I don't know what the fuck that means. His modus operandi, operandi of taking unattended raincoats out of baskets would seem to indicate he was only able to steal them when the weather had cleared up. Uh, after raining earlier in the day, uh, but uh, you know, he, it's it's he started doing this in the year two thousand and nine. Jesus. Uh, the police believe that around three hundred and twenty of these were taken during a span from December twenty thirteen to May of this year, uh, during which time investigators took to calling him the <laughs> the raincoat man. <laughs> How did they even catch him? We, I don't know why. I do, yeah, Have this they is, genuinely been like I'm following this guy for ten years now. Some people chase mass murderers; <laughs> others chain, chase such a waste. The raincoat man, time and resources. But based on the average cost of a raincoat, uh, these sort of cheap <laughs> raincoats uh, that, that people have over them in the rain here, three thousand five hundred yen. About $25 per unit. So that's, you know, $7,800 of raincoats. Because they, they basically went into his home and just saw them there, a big pile of <laughs> 360 raincoats. 360 rain That's ridiculous. Why didn't he come up with an elaborate excuse? Like, why have you got 360 raincoats? Well, they must oh, have I... had some footage of him doing it or something. Otherwise, how just... could they... How did they know it was this man? Yeah, this this is the bit of the story that... Yeah, like, the, <laughs> how did they catch him? Why is that not mentioned? That is a thrilling story, <laughs> ripe for a Michael Mann film. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, I, this is... It's always out of Osaka. Why is it always Osaka? <laughs> like, I told you a minute ago, people are awesome in Osaka. They, you know, they talk to you, they're extrovert, they're wacky, they're crazy. Most of Japan's comedians come from Osaka historically. Mm. People are just f interesting there. Yeah, um, clearly. But is this interesting or is this just a bit creepy? <laughs> you decide, guys. You decide. Um, but it's, it's, it's a story that's sort of told in a... Sort of with a degree of comedy, but I don't know quite how to handle it because it obviously it doesn't have the sort of 
the the potency and creepiness of stealing underwear and lingerie. Right, but he, but he's he a seems thief. to equate the two. So I just just the idea, right? They found 360 raincoats. Yeah. That's 360 That's women who yeah. he potentially stalked it's, out it's or weird. whose bikes he broke into. Yeah. And that is kind of just pretty screwed up. Yeah. Put a, get a, what's the Apple air tracker thing? Uh, air tag. Air tag. Get one of those in your raincoat. <laughs> Put, that's the moral of the story. Get some air, air trackers. And yeah, no, what? Show up tags. at this guy's house and try and get it back. Air no tags. Why is, why is my air tag showing up in Osaka? <laughs> at Yoshio Yoda's house. Bloody hell. Honestly, what do you make of this thing? <laughs> Any final comments? I don't know what to say to that. I've had my underwear stolen. Oh my. Really? When? Uh, when I was living in a dorm in university. In Japan. I was on the third floor, which doesn't make any sense. So I would hang my laundry out mm. on the balcony on the third floor. And then pairs of underwear would be missing. Jesus Christ. I don't know how they got them off without taking the whole hanger down. One of those grabber sticks. Yeah, that's what like, I was thinking with like the hand on yeah, the Yeah, like the children like where you have the, <laughs> the handle you squeeze and yeah, it picks it up. Yeah. An extended one of those. Very weird. I don't know. It happened several times. It's yeah. it's it's that's yeah, that that's quite Never caught creepy. The guy. Don't know. Did what? You didn't think of setting up a camera? Nah, probably should have. Well, could it have been a neighbour? You like? It could have been. Like, it could have been the person next door to me, like reaching over. Did you know your neighbours? No. Uh, but it was all other students in the university, so that would be really weird. <laughs> I don't know. Let's let's not rule out any suspects. <laughs> but you've never had your raincoat stolen from your bike. I have not. You've never been the victim of raincoat man. <laughs> Not Honestly, yet. Sounds like a Netflix documentary. <laughs> Yashio Yoda, he seemed like a nice guy at first, <laughs> but he always seemed to be holding a raincoat. And every day it looked different. <laughs> Netflix original. It's, honestly, I kind of want to do it. But there you go, Raincoat Man, another ridiculous story about a crime that makes little to no sense, that's both creepy, bizarre and ridiculous. And now we'll turn our attention to the fax machine. What do we got this week in the fax machine? Stories, questions, comments. Over to you, Charlotte. Hello, courteous Chris and Perky Pete. <laughs> Perky Pete. <laughs> Sounds wrong. The vibe that I'm starting to get from you guys is that Japanese citizens are happy to not have the tourists back. Is that the general consensus you guys are experiencing as foreigners? Um, has the attitude that Japanese people give towards you changed uh, in general? Mm. Cheers, Christina. Uh, from Melbourne in Australia. Uh, I so tourism is back on. Yeah. As of October 11th, very exciting. Already, have got quite a few friends and yeah. quite a few of you guys have said you're coming over, which it is feels awesome. Surreal. It it's feels been surreal. It feels so long. It's been two and a half I'm years. I'm starting to worry it wouldn't happen. Gen I, generally, I like, was starting to worry it wasn't going to happen yeah. this year, um, and it feels kind of unbelievable. Yeah. And I just hope they don't bloody reverse it. The moment numbers go, yeah, up. honestly. But it, no, it's very exciting, and I can't wait to have like friends and yeah. family back here. Part of me is a bit like uh, kind of sad, I guess. But I, I've been very lucky in this time to generally be travelling quite a lot. Uh, we've been lucky to go to Kyoto, mm. and I was in, only in Kyoto mm -hmm. two days ago, and it's without tourists. Yeah, on the one hand, it's sad, and the business is suffering there, but 
God, it's nice. Yeah. Every street. I used to you hate Kyoto. Me too. And now it's like one of my favorite places, but I will soon hate it again. <laughs> yes, yes. But yeah, it's it's very lucky well, that we got to experience it. What I will say to you guys listening, if you want to come to Japan, you want to experience places like Kyoto, while they're still kind of like this, try and come to Japan in the next six months because I don't think numbers are going to you know, bounce back to where they were for at least a year, probably more at this point. Um, so tickets are quite expensive. Plane tickets are uh, yeah, a lot more expensive uh, than they used to be. So yeah, that might deter a few people from coming. Try and get here like in the next six months. Really, you don't think there's going to be a huge boom of people coming well, right away? No, because that would be my guess. The main bulk of foreign tourists coming to Japan are Chinese mainland Chinese tourists, and right. mainland Chinese tourists can't travel at the moment. Oh. So far as I know, they can't leave China, right? Oh, Because okay. they're still sort of on lockdown there. Oh, that makes sense, um, yeah. And there's a few other countries in Asia that I think are similar. So it'll be like a slow trickle. Yeah, hopefully. and I, there's, a, there's a really big stigma in mainland China at the moment of travelling and passing around COVID. Right. So, you know, I'm not saying Chinese tourists are bad. I'm saying they because they are a, a huge proportion, mm. far bigger than, say, British tourists mm-hmm. coming to Japan because of the proximity to the country and how close they are. I, I think you know you're not you're still going to be able to have the hotels to yourselves and yeah, still going to yeah. go to restaurants, not have to queue and enjoy it. So if you come to Kyoto or Tokyo in the next six months, you'll be able to reap the benefits of still sort of experiencing Japan mm. while it's relatively quiet. I think. Um, um, but yeah, cool. as for Japanese people's thoughts on it, honestly, I feel like the average population here has no idea that tourists aren't allowed in it's like they're completely clueless it's true yeah <laughs> it's really o- weird outside of the hospitality sector like people don't really know i remember no. t- talking to natsuki and he didn't know that. no people are shocked when yeah. you mention it they're like what <laughs> what do you mean people are sort of don't know but then they also like oh we don't really want people back here either it, yeah people are a bit more i don't know wary i think of tourists coming back mm. mainly because of covid right they don't want covid numbers to go up still um but I don't know. I think it can only be good for Japan to get tourists back as soon as possible, especially as, yeah. as we mentioned before, Kyoto is, uh, yeah. is going bankrupt amongst other things because of the millions of tourists suddenly disappearing. So hopefully they can turn that around. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. 
For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Robert says, hello, Chris and Pete. Is it common for people planning to travel from Japan to reach out to someone from the country they plan to visit? I've received a message from someone who's from Japan and they were asking about my country in regards to tourism. Gradually, the conversation changed to my plans to visit Japan and they seemed to be oddly insistent on giving me a tour of Tokyo upon my arrival. Is this just overly friendly hospitality or should I be concerned about a possible scam? Thank you for your time, Robert. Uh, What do you think of that? I wouldn't think it was a scam. No, Japanese people love showing foreigners around. Um, if you go to like any touristy spot, uh, chances are you're going to run into this random nice old guy that's going to want to show you mm. around, probably speak some English. He's practiced and like waited for this chance to meet a foreigner to show around the castle. Uh, in general, people love doing that. So I, I would not be worried that it's a scam at all. It's, I just seems the context of how this went down. Like it seemed Robert just got like a Facebook message from yeah, someone that, who was that's like, a little weird. what's it like traveling to your country? And Robert went, it's yeah. good, isn't it? And then the person <laughs> went, come to Japan. I'll show you around for $5,000. <laughs> it is a bit I guess it's suspicious. a bit sketch, but like, honestly, I wouldn't be too suspicious. This is genuinely something that someone would do here. Just an average person. Just, I can see it happening. Just don't let them choose the venue. If they're like, oh, Robert, I know a great Wagyu <laughs> steak <laughs> restaurant where they do get the finest Kobe beef. Wouldn't you like to come and pay for it all? Uh, yeah, no, I don't think it's a scam, Robert, but it is a bit suspicious. I'm not going to lie. Maybe do a bit more homework there on the person before you say yes. Uh, hey, Chris and Pete, Ohio from Ohio. I want to know about your typical activities for Halloween in Japan. Are there certain events in Tokyo? Also, what was your best Halloween costume other than the fabled Candyman that you've talked about before? Best wishes and see you in Japan, hopefully, from Alex. You had any other costumes? No. <laughs> and I've got a Halloween party He's the in October. Man every year. I'm just going to do it again. Because I haven't done it since something like 2015. It's time. Seven years have passed. I can deploy the Candyman costume for a third time. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I mean, Halloween is a big deal in Japan. And we are doing a Halloween party on Abroad in Japan uh, in Roppongi. Yeah. 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 Sponsored by my friends uh, Alex and Yasu, who run Black Ship Realty. Um, So they're sponsoring it. I'm promoting it, and we're just going to have 150 people in a cool place in Rapongi. Yeah. Anyone can come. I've got to promote it soon. I'm really bad at promoting things. <laughs> you I, better get on it. I promoted, I mean, I, I barely promoted the London event, and it sold out in like yeah, four minutes, yeah. and I regret not doing more. But, you know, I, I'm new to the whole event thing, um, and I, yeah, it'll be good day. Yeah, Halloween's getting more popular in Japan. As time goes on, I've been here for 17, 18 years now. 
I feel like when I first came, it, people didn't even know what Halloween was. Well, Pete Donaldson, he he came over every year without fail to for Halloween f- for Halloween for Shibuya, yeah, in Shibuya. Shibuya celebrations. Like, like historically, Tokyo's pretty damn good in Halloween. People get out their full cosplay. They mm. really go to town, and Shibuya used to be like this crazy, mm. insane place. And Rapongi, right? Uh, on Halloween night, it was just mayhem. Everyone dressed up. Yeah. Everyone very drunk. It was a lot of fun. And then one year. I think four or five years ago, some drunk Japanese folks and foreign folks uh, flipped a vehicle and knocked over a van yeah, in Shibuya. Yeah, I remember that. And then the police were like, right, no more drinking, no more fun ever again in Shibuya. And they banned drinking. Really? In Shibuya. <laughs> and nobody Gosh. gave a shit anyway. They just hid their drink in their coat, <laughs> basically. Is that uh, still a thing? You're still not allowed I, to celebrate Halloween? <laughs> yeah, you're allowed to celebrate it, but you're not allowed to drink outdoors in Shibuya on Halloween night. Only on Halloween. Yep. Didn't know that. Yeah. I've never tried. I've never but, wanted to. But this <laughs> was before like well, this was before COVID, so I right. don't know if they'll still be holding those rules in place. Mm. It was a, a bit of an overblown reaction as far as I'm concerned, but uh, one, like four idiots, four or five idiots <laughs> flipping over a van and ruining Halloween for millions of people, honestly. But no, it's a great time to visit Japan, so if you can come over and want to enjoy the country in October. Yeah, it's a great time to visit, honestly. It is, and like October is my favourite time of year in Japan as well. Yeah, so. October, November. Yeah. The weather's perfect. So if, you've, if you can somehow find the time... Come on over, Alex, and uh, enjoy it. But uh, for now, guys, Charlotte and I are on a road trip in Almori. It's going to be coming out on her channel. Where are we going on our road trip? We are going to Garlic Land. <laughs> that doesn't sound like a real place. But I, I went there with Riotaro in a video. We, if you want to see Garlic Land, it's a town called Tako. Yeah. Which <laughs> taco? With a, it's it's frighteningly devoid of tacos. It's a real shame. No but the tacos. garlic is good. The garlic is very good. I went there with Ryotaro for a video called Horse Meat in Japan because <laughs> oh, he made me go to this place that did Ugh. horse meat in Almori. We're we not went going there, first. there. We're not going there. No. Uh, we're going to Garlic Land. We're going to <laughs> probably my favorite yokan. One of my top three, anyways. Uh, yokan. Nice. And we're going to. Um, some like it's called Fear Mountain. <laughs> Osorezan. Oh, um, Osorezan. One of the top three sacred mount Buddhist mountains in Japan. That's yeah. kind of um seen as afterlife, like the physical representation of what the afterlife is. So you've never been there, right? Never. I've also been there. I've, I've been everywhere in Almori because Ryota and I did like, <laughs> yeah, probably about 15 lots videos, of videos there. there. I'd love Almori, favorite place in Tohoku, yeah. best prefecture of the six in Tohoku. I've and been to Mutsu, but I haven't ooh. been to Osorezan. I think I went for the tuna. Uh, Mutsu's like 20 minutes from Osorezan. Yeah, oh, that's I don't a shame. know why I didn't stop by. So we went to Osorezan, Ryota and I, for a video, and we filmed it, and it it's a really cool, trippy place. It's in a caldera. Mm. So the the temples in this like, like caldera, tropical. the pictures I've seen, it of looks it. a bit yeah, it does, but and it's got a lake, and it's surrounded by a wall of mountains yeah. in the shape of a lotus leaf almost. Wow! So it does feel really trippy, and I there's a lot of sulfur just steaming out of the ground because it is a yeah, caldera, yeah, yeah, and it feels very sort of otherworldly. And I filmed the video there, and because it was sort of uh, subsidised by the Almori local government at the time, this is like six years ago they weren't the, the temple weren't happy with how i depicted it in the video because i i <laughs> was you like commented on it smelling bad or something well I, I wasn't even in the temple i was walking around yeah the the scenery and i was like wow it smells 
pretty bad here. And it smells like Riotro's car or something. And, uh, the, they were offended. The, the people were like, you, you've disrespected our temple. And I was like, no, I've made fun of the geological nature of yeah. this caldera. Yeah. I didn't walk in the temple and go, this is rubbish. But they, they made me not, they, they basically said I couldn't release that. So I, I couldn't release that segment of the video. Oh. I was really gutted. Um, you can say it in my video. I'll yeah, release it. I'll get my revenge. <laughs> get the word out. On the, yeah. Smells like Diotato's car. It smells like Riotato. And then we're also going to the uh, rock formation. Yeah, I hope we can make it there. Hotoke Gaura. Hotoke Gaura. Uh, which is this really trippy place. Looks really cool. In the same video, another video I did with Riotato called Japan's $2 million tuna. Stop promoting your videos. Watch all my videos. Watch my videos <laughs> with Riotato. And if you haven't seen it, guys, the final episode of Journey Across Japan is finally out. Journey Across Japan Escape to Paradise where I broke my ear, Ryotaro and Natsuki battled to the death and Joey made me face my fears in the sky, parasailing nightmare. It's a great good video. It was a fun trip. I reg regret my handling of Journey Across Japan, Escape to Paradise, the way I constantly didn't have the time to edit it. I should yeah. have just used my editor that I hired <laughs> rather than doing it myself. <laughs> Idiot. I, I, I don't know, you know... I'm still a bit of a control freak. That's an understatement when it comes to yes. editing. And while my editor, Dave, has done a fantastic job editing throughout this year, I decided I wanted to edit Journey Across Japan myself mm. because it's a massive project. And, you know, it, it's like four hours of footage per episode to go through. Yeah, I was like, don't worry, Dave. It's really a big, crazy video, but I know all the footage. I know the way to edit it. I know it will save a lot of time if I do it. It didn't save time because it, <laughs> it took six months. It took six months or something ridiculous. <laughs> First off, in May, I because I, ru I ruptured my yeah. eardrum on this very video. I was yeah. in agony for like four weeks and I couldn't do At a whole least. lot. It took forever to heal. Then we went to the UK. Then I did a Spartan race and cycle and all this yeah. stuff and it just nightmare. So it's a shame. It is a shame that it lost a bit of momentum. But at the end of it all, as I've always said with videos, you know, people look back and they remember a video as it is, as it was you know and there's nothing worse than a rushed yeah, video yeah um, it turned so, out well in the yeah. end so. even though it was a, a, a harsh series to do like you know stressful as hell I'll look back on it and I'll, I'll enjoy mm. those videos particularly the first one with everyone on the boat mm, that's mm. kind of cool and Spandau Ballet <laughs> money well spent on that song money well spent but for now guys check out that episode thank you Charlotte for coming on thank you I'm sure it's for not the last me. we'll hear of you <laughs> and uh, sounds very ominous <laughs> and uh, as always guys we'll be back later in the week to do all over again but for now have yourself a great few days we'll see you right back here to do it all over again on the Abroad Japan podcast bye for now have bye. a good one Japan is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... 
HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 